Is your website pretty? Mind your business. Does it work right? Mind your business. Can people find it? Mind your business. If you answered no or kinda to any of these questions, you came to the right podcast because we're going to help you mind your business. Here's your host, the lexical cognizant and SEO director guy of mind development and design, Mark Boyd. Welcome to the Mind Your Business Podcast, presented by The Minds at Mind Development and Design. Thank you for joining us each week, however you're listening to us, whether it's off of our website or uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever. We appreciate you being here. We are welcoming back Mark Schaefer. You've heard him on our podcast before talking about his book, The Content Code, just, uh, just a few months back. And more recently, he's discussed his latest book, just released in February called Mm -hmm. Known. Mark's back this week because we have a year-long series we're doing. I'm trying to get input and get stories and getting relatables from as many people as I'm in contact with in different lines of work as far as what they had to do to break through their comfort zone in marketing their business, in building their brand, in creating relationships. It's a, a journey that I think all businesses have to go through, especially from a marketing perspective with Google pushing towards artificial intelligence first in organic search come 2020 that's going to call for much more interactive much more interactive marketing and in my opinion it's going to cause a lot of people to not be able to avoid things they've been able to avoid along the way at this at this point people want more of a connection with your business and that requires maybe giving a little bit more of yourself and overcoming some of your own fears and everybody's had to do this on their own journey and with mark here today mark first of all thank you for coming back on the podcast i'm so happy i'm honored to be here you're a man of many talents and you know being an adjunct professor at rutgers university best-selling author you you speak you just you have a lot of information to share and you're in the public eye i mean Mm -hmm. you're known to quote Mm -hmm. your book yeah in, in your own journey, can you relate for our audience, when you, when you uh, decided to go down this path, what would you say was, was the biggest or the first or most important way that you had to break through your own comfort zone to make it mm-hmm. happen? Well, for me, it was probably public speaking. By nature, uh, I'm an introvert. Uh, I don't like being the center of attention. Uh, I don't like uh, large crowds or large parties. Um, I like intimate settings. I like talking to people one-on-one. I like yep. doing things that are more, you know, uh, uh, solo, you know, doing, um, creating content, for example. I like blogging because it's uh, an activity that I can kind of do on my own and be cerebral about that. So. Getting out in front of an audience was very difficult. It was terrifying. And um, I, I think one of the things that helped me was to get comfortable, first of all, in a classroom. I started mm. doing some some classes. And there's some kind of like difference, some mental category or something where I think People are a lot more comfortable saying, hey, you know, can you can you talk to my class? Oh, sure, I can talk to your class. 
that seems a lot more comfortable than hey, can you give a speech? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, speech is speech sounds so much more formal. Yeah, and and it is a little bit more intimidating because when you're in a class, you're the authority figure. Uh, when you're on a stage, um, you're under scrutiny. So I think there is a, a, a difference. But I, I did start to get comfortable in a, in a classroom. But I could remember very distinctly when I started to speak in my first really big significant event, I did, um, I was a keynote speaker at a conference in front of about 300 marketers in Cincinnati. And Cincinnati is a big marketing town. Procter & Gamble is there. Ah, no kidding. And a number of other very important consumer product companies are in that area. So I can remember just being absolutely terrified. And um, I've created little tricks for myself, like absolutely memorizing the first, let's say, couple paragraphs of my talk. Because I knew if I could get through the first couple paragraphs, I could, you know, relax a little bit. But I just had to get myself into this mental framework of, okay, this is your job. It's time to go to work. Stop being a baby. <laughs> Put on your big boy pants and get up there and go to work. And somehow I would just talk myself into not being afraid, just changing the, the, the framework to, all right, this is my job. This is my choice. This is what I have to do to reach people with my message. It's almost like like talking over any negative internal dialogue you might have. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I had to do. I just kind of had to to reframe it. And and today um I mean I'm doing some pretty big um conferences today in front of 3000 people, 4000 people sometimes. It's like a cavernous room. Um, but I really feel pretty good about it. I feel pretty confident about it. And I think that the, the main thing, the main difference is that I've done it so much now. When I get that little self-doubt in my mind, I can push it down and say, you know what? It always works out. It always works out. Every time you've been afraid, it's worked out. Every time you've been insecure... <laughs> It's worked out. So just shut up and do it because it's going to work out. And it does. And the more it works out, probably the easier it is to, to uh, yeah. get to that point. I mean, it, whenever you're in front of an audience, in their mind, they're cheering for you. They want you to be good. They want you to succeed. They're not expecting you to uh, – they don't want you to fail. They're not – criticizing you in their mind um you know they admire you for giving getting up there and helping them so that's uh so it's taken you know it's taken years to get there but you know i do okay today now taking that a step further into the work that you do and the people that you that you work with mm -hmm. what have you and what have you encountered where say you had to help someone work through their comfort zone in order to follow through with your strategy for them well 
I mean, that's basically my job in life is to help people have strategic breakthroughs. And in some ways that requires an organizational breakthrough, um, a cultural breakthrough. And um, in fact, the biggest obstacle to implementing a, a strategy isn't lack of talent or lack of resources or lack of budget. It's the culture doesn't support it. Hmm. And I actually have a background in organizational development. So it's something I enjoy looking at a strategic problem holistically and realizing it doesn't matter how good the marketing is. It's not going to work unless it fits with the culture of the company. And today, to, to succeed in the digital world, sometimes that requires a change. One of my favorite examples is I was working with a big uh, company that was uh, in the, had a, it was a consumer product business. But the CEO and the COO of the company were lawyers. And so this legalistic kind of culture pervaded the entire organization. Mm. And so it's difficult to have a successful, you know, fast-paced, always-on, responsive, answering questions social media environment when everything has to go through lawyers. <laughs> so they had fired two advertising agencies before they brought me in. So I came in and I talked to the people and I met with everybody and I listened and I heard about their problems. And so when it was time to, for me to de deliver, deliver this strategy, I scheduled another meeting first with the CEO and the COO and I closed the door and I said, you know, I don't, I don't want to embarrass you. I don't want to say this in front of everybody, but these failures that you've had, it wasn't because of the agency that you fired. It wasn't because of your people. It wasn't because of the strategy. It was because of you. And you have to change. And you've led this company successfully for 30 years. You've adapted, you've adopted, and now it's time to shift again. Because having this le these legalistic hurdles, it was taking them three weeks to approve a response to a question they would get on Facebook. Three said, weeks. Three weeks. Jeez. I, I and there were, I, I just highlighted all these problems that they were having. And I said, it, it's not that people don't want to do it or they can't do it. It's, it's just that we've got to create a culture that will help you break through. And here are the three things you need to do. And you know what? They did them because they're smart, because they, they, they knew I was right. And it was like shining a bright light on this problem that they had never seen before. So I think that's and a And chances are the other companies were probably afraid to tell them that if they even you know recognized it. Well, what, I, what, what the other companies did is they didn't even bother to look at the culture. They just said, ah. here's, our, here's our plan. We're doing five blog posts a week, 10 Facebook updates a week, three Twitter tweets a day, blah, 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 blah. That is a plan that was destined to fail from day one because they didn't understand the people and the culture and the bureaucracy.
and I don't use bureaucracy in a negative way. It's just a fact. Right. Every company has some kind of bureaucracy. So by, by stepping back and understanding the culture, then you can create a plan that really works instead of just a plan. That's powerful stuff, Mark. And thank you again for sharing this with us and for being a part of this series. His uh, latest book is known. If you don't have it, you should. Thank you again. Uh, the, the book has created a lot of fans. So you don't, you're not alone. It's, it's, it, there's always already a great community kind of forming around the book and the ideas in the book. Um, so I'm really, I'm really proud of that. So are you going to, are you going to get one of those signs like McDonald's used to have back in the day, over 68 million served or anything like that? Um, no, that sounds exhausting. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again, Mark. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. From the minds at Mind Development and Design. Thank you for joining us today. Until next week, make sure you mind your business. Do you do wop wop? Say what? Yeah.